When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Nearer my knee to thee, nearer my knee. Hello, I am God. Welcome to Godcast. Joined as always by my trusty sidekick, Joan of Arc. Hello, Joe. Hello, my lord. We have a great show for you today because it is still Pride Month. It is June. That's Pride Month. And so we have as a guest the ultimate gay icon, Judy Garland. She will be joining us in a moment. She's in the green room right now. I can see her. She is drinking a brown liquid that I yeah, she looks certainly, certainly hope is tea. Yes, yes. I certainly hope is iced tea. Hydration is important. Because there's a couple of big ice cubes in it, but hopefully, hopefully she's fine. Okay. Uh, and, uh, that's, what is, what are you looking at? I, I know, hmm? you're, you're what? looking at, you're looking at TMZ on your screen right you now. You can see that? Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I'm you're looking so at TMZ busted. right now, rather than focus on, on God and making his I'm sorry. divine podcast as good as possible. You're looking at gossip. You should be focused on Godsip, not yeah. gossip. I'm so sorry. I I should be focusing on work, and I just get distracted. I apologize. Yeah, I don't care about anything going on on TMZ. But just out of curiosity, what's going on on TMZ? Oh, well, there's all this stuff about Chrissy Teigen and, like, what a bitch she is. Oh, she's a colossal bitch and a hypocrite, Mm -hmm. too, right? Because she's... No, 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 no. I don't care. I don't care. That's okay. so beneath me, my opinions on such petty little matters. Okay, so you don't want to social hear media lives about, of like, models. It's irrelevant. I don't so, care. Okay, I won't tell you about this Kardashian story then, or I won't tell you about this headline. No, you won't want to hear this. It's it's cool. No, I of course of course I don't want to hear it. Could you please share with everybody the headline that I don't want to hear? Kim Kardashian owes Chris Humphreys an apology, she thinks. That's what it the basically the gist of it. Yeah, well, I don't keep up with the Kardashians, and I don't care, although she really does. But I don't care. Yeah, I I mean, this one I was, I'm so tempted to ask you about, because I just want to know what you think about it, but you're way above this nonsense, so so I just, I won't even. uh, Yeah, I'm way above the nonsense, but uh, what nonsense? Well, have you heard about this whole um, Batman controversy? Yes, I've hear, I do hear about every controversy, whether I like it or not, it's part of the gig. Go ahead and explain what it is. Okay, so um, so there's this show called Harley Quinn on HBO Max. It's a cartoon for adults, and um, they wrote into it where Batman has oral sex with Catwoman, but DC was like, no way, you got to cut that. And their quote was, heroes don't do that. I have, as I say, no opinion about this. If I had an opinion about this, however, it would be this. Heroes do do that. Any kind of sexual act you perform with a consensual partner or partners is fine by me. There is no problem with fellatio, cunnilingus, or any of the other terms that are too delicate to be expressed in English, so are said instead in Latin. But what I do have a problem with, what is an abomination to me, is 
men dressing up as bats and women dressing up as cats. That's Island of Dr. Moreau shit. That is disgusting. Disgusting. So just inherently, Batman is just bad. Yes, if he wants to save Gotham, he can do it in a costume. He can disguise himself, but not as an animal. Not as an animal. And if Catwoman wants to help help him along, not as an animal. She's got to be a human being. Oh, okay. I mean, they're still doing good things, so I, I didn't think it mattered like what they wore when they went and did these good deeds. Well, it doesn't matter what they do because they're fictional and they don't exist. So... In that sense, it doesn't really matter. But in the sense that they exist in people's imaginations, I am offended. What about offe- furries? Oh, furries is fine. Furries is a sexual thing. And so is plushies. That's that's totally cool. Bronies? That's totally cool. Uh, I think bronies are dorks, but I, I kind of get it. I don't know. I you know, it's not a, I'm not morally condemning them at all. It's totally fine. I just think it's kind of kind of dorky. Hmm. But okay. uh Well, Well, we're done. We're done. We're done with TMZ. I don't ever want to talk about TMZ or gossip stuff on this show again. This is about gossip, not gossip. So no more TMZ check-ins for a half hour at least. Yes, my lord. And now, prayer of the week. Prayer of the week. Okay, Joan, what's this week's prayer? This week's prayer comes to us from a gentleman named Siavash. Um, I'm just going to... Press play and let it speak for itself. Okay. Dear Lord, my name is Siavash. I'm Iranian and I'm brown. And I want you to make me white and blonde whenever I enter airport. So I go brown to the airport. I just turn white and blonde, like very cute little boy. And then I go through the gates. I sit in the flight and go back. And then when I'm going off the plane, I'm back to brown again. That would have solved many problems uh, in my life. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Wow, that is a very intense prayer. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry that that's something you deal with, Siavash. And um, I mean, my wish would be that you never have to change and just the jerks in the airport would behave like human beings. My Lord, is, is that something you could do? Uh, that's a thing that would greatly improve the situation, not just for him, but for all people on earth. Yeah. Uh, it is something I could fix and I'm not, uh, I'm not going to. May I ask why? You may ask why. Uh, I'm not going to tell you though. I just, I just don't, I just don't want to. I could have done this at any time for the last 5,000 years. I could have come down. I could have solved the world's problems, any of them, all of them, including racism, sexism, anything. Uh, I just, I just don't. I don't. I don't. The sad truth, Siavash, is that sometimes prayers don't work. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a terrible thing, but I am ultimately a heartless sociopath. And that was prayer of the week. Joan, tell the listeners how they can submit a prayer of their very own. Um. Okay. Uh. Just. Oh, if you want to submit a prayer like Siavash did, you can go to at the tweet of God. Um, there's a pinned tweet, and it has a link where you can leave a message. And I, I'm sorry, Siavash. We'll try harder next week. Prayer of the week. Somewhere after the ad break, my interview with Judy Garland. 
Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Emdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up and listening through your app. My guest today is one of the greatest entertainers of the 20th century and certainly the most emotionally healthy. Please welcome to the show the immortal Judy Garland. Hello, Judy. Uh, hello. God, it's wonderful to see you uh, after such a, a long time. I was waiting for your call and I, I just I hadn't heard from you in a long time. So I'm thrilled, well, thrilled yeah. to be here. Yes. Well, you know, I approve of you. Right? Like, you know I approve of you, and, and you're doing a good job. You don't have to worry about that with do me. Do you really, God? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I do. You're a tremendous singer, a tremendous dancer, triple threat. You're, you're, you don't have to worry about that insecurity, that famous insecurity of yours. You can let it go in heaven. I've, I'm so relieved. To, I, you could have saved me so much time, though, if you just let me know that a long time ago. But that's, that's all water under the bridge, though. Right, right. Uh, you've been playing gigs here in heaven for the last uh, 50 plus years. That's They're right. sold out every night. You get better and better. How do you do it? How, how do you stay so young vocally? What's the secret to your success? Oh, it's uh, honestly, it's the it's the fans, you know. I mean, I thrive off of their energy and their, their enthusiasm. And uh, I just... I, I, the energy is so palpable, do you know? And I, I just, I, I get revived. It's, it's almost like I step on the stage, you know, and I, I, I just turn 22 all over again, do you know? I, I adore it. I adore them and I, I, I just want to stay here and sing all night. <laughs> uh -huh. And if I may ask, and I may, I am God, how, how are you doing? Health-wise, how's the uh, the sobriety going for you? Is, are you? Oh, never better, never better. I adore sobriety. I adore recovery. I think it's marvelous. You know, just say I'm done with it, and just you know, just go out there and do your best, and and hope that everything turns out all right. So you haven't had a, a drink in, in some time. Not a drop. You haven't had not any. Drippity drop, not a drop. Okay, and no, no, no barbiturates or anything. I don't, I don't know. What did you just call me? <laughs> I don't even know what those are. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, let's start at the beginning when you were born, Francis Ethel Gum. That's right. In 1922, you were part of a sister act on Vaudeville, the Gum Sisters. The Gum you, Sisters. Yes, and you, for good reason, changed your name to Garland. How, how'd you get the name Garland, by the way? How did you choose Garland? I was, I was doing a, a, a wonderful rodeo program and, and Wallace Beery did not like the name Gunman. So he said, I'm going to name you Garlands. And that's how it came about. And you were not treated all that well by the studio executives, were you? Darling, communist spies are probably treated better uh, than I was uh, by that 
Louis B. Mayer. Right. They called you unattractive. They called you too fat. They constantly monitored your weight. He called me his little hunchback. Is that any way to treat a little girl? No. I ask you. Does that pain still resonate for you? Oh, no. I'm, I'm, it's water in the bed. I don't mind. <laughs> I, I don't have grudges. I'm Judy Garland. I don't let little people disturb me. Well, good for you. Your, your first success on the screen came as a partner with Mickey Rooney. The two of you had incredible chemistry. You were the biggest stars of the late 30s, early 40s. What are your memories of Mickey? I adore Mickey. And, you know, he was good to me when nobody else would be good to me, God. When I was in a, for my nerves, you see, I was exhausted and I was in a marvelous facility. And Mickey was the first one to come around and say, you can do it, June. And he had a wonderful enthusiasm about him. And he did the most marvelous Oriental characters. Yes. I don't know if you're familiar. Yes, yes. At Breakfast at Tiffany's, Mickey Rooney played a, a Chinese gentleman in a way that I think in modern times might not go over quite as well. Oh, I suppose, you know, they're much more fussy about this. And, <laughs> and then, of course, came The Wizard of Oz. Did you know at the time that you were making movie magic when you were making that movie? Or were you just, oh, were you I, just... I didn't know where I was, to be honest. You know, it was pills to wake you up, pills to go to sleep, and sing a few show tunes and strap your bosoms down. They wanted me to pretend I was like nine years old. I think I was 25 at the time. And... Uh, you know, but it was a glorious, glorious experience, you know, with Bert Lahr, Ray Bolger, sure. and uh, the other fellow. Do you know, Buddy Edson was supposed to play the Tin Man. Yeah, I did. Uh, and what happened to him? Why wasn't he cast? I, he had to do the Beverly Hillbillies. Ah, yeah, of course. Well, that was more important. No, wait, no, wait, no, no, I'm wrong. I'm, I'm so sorry. Uh, he, uh, what had happened is he was covered, you see, in this silver metallic makeup, you know, yeah. and it was all over and he was inhaling this dust, do you know? So I think he had pleurisy or some such thing. You know, The Wizard of Oz means so much to so many people. It's hard to even get into it in one podcast, but I know for, for you, Joan, it was a remarkably and remains a remarkably important movie for you. Yes, um, and hello, Miss Garland, and oh, hello, is... Miss uh, Ark. Yes, hello. That's, fi that's fine. No one really can pronounce my real last name. Um, Jean, Jean d'Arc. Jean, I have been trying to meet you forever, so it's because I, I feel like we have some parallels in our lives. Like I have some similarities to Dorothy. You know, it's a a teenage girl coming of age, even though you yes. were, you know, much older. Um, you know, you were tested by, like, flying monkeys, and I was put on trial by the pro-English bishop, Pierre Cochon, for heresy. Very similar, very similar. Yes. Very similar. Uh, you had um, friends like the Lion and the Tin Man, and I, I had allies, like Votre uh, Code Soldiers, Jean-Damès, Votre Code it, it, like, just so very similar stories. Yeah, and you heard voices, and I have... A voice. You have a beautiful voice. Exactly. Thank you for understanding. Right. And then at the end of The Wizard of Oz, you wound up back home, whereas you, Joan, wound up burned at the stake and you're still on fire right, right Permanently now. Permanently on fire. The perk is I get to be God's 
co-host, sidekick, second banana on this podcast. The downside is I am permanently afraid. Do you know what it's called, Joan? It's called paying your dues, and I respect that about you. Thank you. You didn't I... take the easy road. You, I'm. If I can be co-host, I'll be burned at the stake. You think they didn't try and do that to me? They tried to destroy me. They did. Okay, I, so I have so much respect for you. I am, first of all, obviously a fan of The Wizard of Oz and A Star is Born and Meet Me in St. Louis, that trolley song. I love that trolley song. But what I really want to know is, what is it like to be the mother of one of the stars of Grease 2? Lorna Love. Oh, Lorna. Oh, yes, of course not. Oh, I you didn't forget about I Lorna, did she's, you? She's she's wonderful. I I you know we don't talk like we used to. You know I mm. she just can't get through. But I you know I feel I feel horribly uh, sad about not maybe spreading the love around. Do you know oh. with between the three and my son Jimmy? Hill? Uh, you know, Joe, Jimmy, Joe, Jim. Joan, I, Joe, it's, it's Joan of Arc, Joan of Arc. Joe, no. Joe, Joe, oh, Joe. No, she's talking about her son, God, he's just. Yes, thank I you. I believe. Yes, Joe. Just call him Jay. JJ, Joe, the little Joe. They said her happiness is just a thing called Joe. Um, Ms. Garland, what is, what is that brown liquid you're drinking from a uh, glass there. Oh, this is a marvelous uh, uh, tea. It's a herbal tea. Uh, it's 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 got oriental spices. It's got cardamom and coriander, and, and it's marvelous for the joints and that uh, gets everything lubricated. And you really should try it. I don't know if you suffer from arthritis, Scott, but it's a, a horrible, horrible, debilitating disease. Okay, okay. I'm God. I, I'm I'm mission. I know everything, but I'm going to let that let that pass and re- keep on with the interview. Cheers. Uh, one of your other most famous songs. Well, f- first of all, "Over the Rainbow." That's the most famous song, probably of the 20th century. Yeah, and, I agree. It's beautiful. And, and uh, you've you've probably sung it thousands of times. H- mm. How do you sing a song for the two thousandth time and still make it feel fresh and sincere? How do you not sing it, 2000? That's a beautiful song. And it, it doesn't get the respect it deserves. You know they wanted to cut it out of the movie, those sons of bitches. Okay. No, I, I didn't. I want to go over the rainbow. And I deserve that. Well, but it, I it, am it, here. I'm exactly. Here. You've been over the rainbow since 1969. I did it, motherfuckers. Oof. Fuck them all. Do you know, I used to do that before I would go out on stage and they had all these expectations. Oh, here she comes. She better be better the last time. She better break open a spleen on stage and break our hearts and then hit a high G. Well, you know what I would do? I, I was tiny, but I would grab the curtains backstage and I would just pump myself up and I would say, fuck them, fuck them, fuck them, fuck them, fuck them, fuck them. And I would get very large and then I would walk out and I would deliver. Do you have a? You must have a a headache, uh, Judy, because I see you're taking a couple of capsules there. I guess uh, you oh. must uh, must must be aspirin. Oh yes, that it's it's all uh, wonderful again, herbal. The, uh, yeah, aspirin, right? Aspirin. Aspirin is wonderful for the heart, but some things can't cure my heart. Least of all you. Okay, there's no need. 
to attack me, Judy. I, I blessed you with a number of wonderful things in, in your life. A blessing? I, I mean, You did, you did, it's a blessing. But it's also a curse. Look, I don't wanna fight. I love you, girl, I love you. You really put out mixed mixed messages. I can see why you were such a, a, a wonderful wife and how you were able to do it five different times. Five different oh, marriages. Yes. You must have really enjoyed sampling different kinds of marriages, huh? Oh, yeah. It was, uh, you know, and you learn a little bit each time. You know, like, you know, what was it? David Rose. He just wanted to ride around and around in a choo-choo around the house. He was a marvelous jazz musician. And I was terribly in love with Joe Mankiewicz, but he wouldn't marry me. And Vincent Minnelli, Vin- Vincenzo. Vincente, I think. Vincente. Yeah. You, I I came home and I and I and I and I found him in better than another man. He's just like as a bug in a rug, you know. Fine, you're gay. I love you know. That's what this month is all about. God bless. Exactly, it's Pride Month. That's why you're on this month. Yeah. That's right. And Vincent and 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 Mickey Deans and Sid Luft, that bum. He's a bum. He's some kind of monster. Well, let me steer you back to something I think you might be more comfortable with. You're one of the best singers of all time. And I understand that you prepared a very special medley for us today on behalf of my son, your savior, none other than Jesus Christ. Jesus de Cristo. Uh, yes, sure. Hazer the Cristo. Oh, the song! Uh, they say the night is bitter, that stars lost its glitter, the wise men wandered to Bethlehem out yonder, and all because of the man who spoke the word, for he was neat. He said, I wish you hadn't nailed my hands and feet. King Herod tried to have him kill. It didn't work because he got away above the crucifix. That's where you'll find. The man that's also God, who oh God, oh, it's something like that. Oh. Everybody here is clapping. Jesus is on his feet, which is very hard for him for obvious reasons. But he's on his feet and uh, amazing, amazing. I love you, Joan. I love you, Judy. <laughs> Joan, do you do you swing? Do you go? Well, you know. Listen, I. Do you know? I would love to do a cabaret act with you, where uh, it's Judy of Arc mm-hmm. and Joan Garland, and God. we can mix it all up. And switch swap roles. I have to say. ask permission from my lord before I commit to any kind of contractual stuff. Oh, s- s- papers, pish posh, pish posh. We can. I think we can talk about this more after the show. As you said, it is a contractual and, and legal thing. You obviously are the gay icon of all gay icons. 
Why is that? What is it about you and your life and your your persona that has made you so iconic in the gay community? Well, I think because people are constantly, you know, spitting in my face and slapping me around and then stomping on me and and pissing all over me and then vomiting on me and then saying, get up and sing us a song. You know, and I think that the wonderful gay community can relate an awful lot to that. Right. So metaphorically, they've been vomited on, et cetera, et cetera. No, I mean, quite literally, darling. It's it's horrible to get out of certain fabrics in a, ray, a rayon. So the rayon, when you wear rayon, it makes you vomit? Is that what you're saying? No, no. my lord, it makes you a target for the vomiting. Men don't know. They don't know. They don't know what you go through. The gays know what I go through. Yeah. I love them. Do you have other, any advice for other living gay icons that, um, you know, had followed in your foot, like Cher or people like, or Lady Gaga? Oh, Gaga. I, I, Goo Goo Gaga. I love Goo Goo. Gaga. I, Gagi. Gaga. Zsa okay. Zsa. I okay. love her. I, I, she's a marvelous voice. I didn't get to fly over any stadiums, but I I respect her. I, I think it's marvelous. She takes wonderful, glorious creative risks. She's covered in meat. I never got to wear a meat gown. <laughs> Judy, it's really odd and funny that you keep your herbal tea in a Jack Daniels bottle. Why, why, why is that? That's to remind me of my recovery. And I resent you insinuating, how dare you? I'm not insinuating anything. I'm just noticing what I'm noticing. You're keeping... <laughs> and you also drink the tea in a way where you sort of swig it and you have the glass go almost all the way up to your face. That's uh, right. Rapid because fashion. Because I know how to live. That's why people just sit there sipping their tea and their little teacups. Superior. Looking down their noses at me. I know what I'm doing. Coming up next, Judy continues to drink and sing, and I'm worried she'll take it too far. You are so meaningful for so many people. In fact, some people might know this. The day after you you died was the night of the Stonewall riots. That that happened the next day. And some people say that your death was in part responsible for, for triggering that landmark event in gay history. That's right. That's right. It, it all, it all that hits the fan or hit the fans. <laughs> you know, down on Christopher, Christopher Street. Yeah. Marvelous little nightclubs, you know, where they would have those pants, what do you call them, with the bottoms cut out. And they, uh, and the police were horrible. Yes, there was a lot of violence that night. That, that's what the gay people were reacting to. They had, had enough of that kind of treatment. Do you know something? When they... When they built the World Trade Center, it's no longer there, God. I'm aware of that, Judy. It's hot. I couldn't believe I looked down and I went, where did it go? But anyhow, when they were building the thing, that are making uh, construction changes, design, they opened up a steel uh, column, or what do you have you, and inside it was a newspaper article about my death. Really? Yes, because I always rise like your son. I always rise. You can't keep me down. I know you're going to try. 
That's a fascinating tidbit, Judy, and well worth you bringing up the specter of 9-11 into this interview. So thank you for that. Now, you've been playing a nonstop gig, a one-woman gig in heaven for 52 years sporadically. I say sporadically because about 70 or 80 so times you have asked for weeks off for what Mm. you call personal reasons, recoveries, rehabs. Uh, So you're very good when... Excuse me, God. Really? You're very good when you're performing. You're the best ever, but you do seem to have a problem with consistency. Why? Why you? You always have, even when you were alive. You have often showed up late at the set. You often didn't show up at all. Why was that? Well, you know something. We all have, we all have regrets. You ha- you get angry, and then you feel, oh, maybe I went too far. Well, I feel one thing we do have in common is emotional volatility. Yes, we do. Because uh, we're passionate people. We're passionate. We live. Exactly. We run hot and cold. We're full of love and then full of hate, full of, of not killing people and then full of killing people. And it, it, it yeah. And, and you're the same way on a much smaller scale, but certainly you run hot and cold too. You're full of, okay. Wow. That's a big picture of liquid. So now, so now, now this Jack Daniels bottle has not been opened. You are opening it now, but you're saying it comes full of tea prepackaged. Is that right? That's right, and I like to add a little soda water. Hmm. Just to spritz it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It is heaven after all. So it's yeah. a, a bottomless cup of tea. It's just like a... It's just, this is a lot of liquid is, is making... You have to like keep I, hydrated. I, My John. darling, you, of course, you would know about... Maybe if you had been hydrated, you wouldn't have burned. It's like true. You it's an excellent point. Joan... Do you yeah. think we should should we should we intervene here well, or should what we? I was wondering. Should we like I I don't know. With treat me rough, muss my hair, kiss and hug and squeeze me. I See, don't. I kind of feel like she. I kind of feel like she like she thrives on this anyway. She's meant to be. Yeah. Well, I, like I worry, this. and then she sings, and then everything seems okay. A, a, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 uh, Even her belch was adorable. Yeah, yeah, your belt was adorable. Hello, Frisco. Uh, let's move on with the interview, uh, I, I guess, as you enjoy your tea. Uh, your daughter, of course, is Liza Vendelli. You proud of her? You proud of her accomplishments in the oh, world of show business? And Lorna. Okay, we know. We know and, about Lorna. And, and Jerry, my son Jerry. I, I'm so proud of Liza. Liza with a Z, not an S, not a Z. She's like she's still alive. That's incredible. It is counterintuitive, isn't it? She's just mom. Do you know she scares me after death though? With his eyelashes. I thought they were spiders. I have a deadly uh, fear of spiders. And I, but it was turns out it was the DTs. Well, she is alive, and she's alive and well. She's alive, and and, and that's uh, terrific for for her. You know, I was reading your Wikipedia bio because even though I know everything. I like to use Wikipedia just to bone up. And I didn't realize that you were friendly with the Kennedys. You were friendly with John and Jackie, and you actually talked to John Kennedy once a week. And you would end the phone calls by singing the first few bars of Over the Rainbow. That's right. That's right. I would do that all the time for Jack. And I I adored Jackie. 
you know, she understood me as well. We had a, an a, a understanding. And, it, you know, it's almost as if I was, throughout my entire life, I was wearing that pink suit. The pink suit that she was wearing when her Covered husband was assassinated. Covered in blood. Right. So um, let me ask you about... Judy? Miss Garland? Miss Garland? Judy seems to be... Uh... Taking a brief nap. Oh, oh, she's up. She's up. I'm here. I'm here. She's I'm back. Here, I'm here. What? What? what would, did you just have a little uh, narcolepsy or something? A little, little nap, uh, maybe? Or yeah, I just, I just, I was just tired. I was she, so tired. Should we continue with the interview, or do you need a minute? I, I know. I'm fine. I just need to shut my eyes a little. This never happened during an interview. Well, no. It, it did with it did with one time we interviewed Dylan Thomas, remember the Welsh poet, and he pretty oh, much vomited and defecated right on the desk. Uh, this is not quite as bad, but this is fairly bad. Yeah, um, maybe we should just wrap it up. Um, okay. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Judy, we're almost out of time here. <laughs> Hello. I do, Hello, I do want to ask you. Dolly. I always. As a courtesy, of course, give my guests a chance to plug whatever they're working on. You're working on your one-woman show up here in heaven. Anything else you wanted to plug on, on your behalf? Yes. Well, aside from the uh, wonderful uh, nightclub act here up in the Pearly Gates, um, and by the way, tell Peter to call me. Uh, I'm working up a number with him. I am doing a wonderful – this. they're doing this streaming now and the, for the Pride Month. They're doing a marvelous, my dear, dear friend, glorious young lady called Mary Birdsong. Is mm-hmm. uh, she does musicals too, you know, and she um, she's doing a musical called Tales of the City. And at first, I thought it was Dickens, but it's not. It's a marvelous um, series of books by Armistead Maupin, a, glo- a wonderful, talented author. But they made a musical out of it, and they're streaming it. American Conservatory Theater is streaming it on the internet, June 21st to June 27th. And I promised Mary I would plug that. Ooh, that of sounds course. great. Well, Mary is an extremely, extremely talented woman and very generous with her time. And, uh, and she's I, so attractive. And her talent. And she, single. Mm-hmm. And she's she very likes attractive. The, no. And she likes the fellas, by the way. So, okay, I don't... Doesn't seem relevant to the interview, but I'll put it out there that she's very attractive, which is true, and and very single and available, and and likes the and fellas. And available, so. right? And and yeah, that's Mary, Mary. And Birdsong. she doesn't want to live with the man she loves. What's wrong with that? Okay, I, is that I'm, rhetorical or did she want to? I don't know what that means. Okay. I okay. Lo- Joan, you are so fun. Do you know that? I try. When he lets me. <laughs> Judy, you two have a marvelous chemistry. Is there, is there, are there wedding bells? Okay. Uh, Judy, thank you so much for coming. Do you want to leave us with one last musical tidbit before we go? Yeah. For those of you at home, she's tangled in the microphone. Cord. And she's also bleeding from the forehead. It's, you're you're is, bleeding. I think we should wrap this up. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Miss Garland. Judy Garland, everybody. Thank you so much. Well, that's our show for today. And Judy Garland, as you heard, 
had some technical issues yeah. there. Purely technical issues, although they couldn't have been helped by the fact that she was incredibly drunk and stoned on prescription medication. Yeah, actually, TMZ has uh, already written about, they're calling it technical exhaustion? Sure, whatever. Yeah. But she was kind enough. I think she felt bad about how it ended. Yeah. She sent us a pre-recorded song and asked us to play this at the end of the show in honor of Pride Month. This is a version of one of her classic songs that she has changed the lyrics to in honor of Pride Month. We're going to leave you with this song right now. Please listen. And Joan and I will be back next week. Uh, I'd like to say that all my arrangements... Uh were done by God himself and that wonderful uh, arranger, Mort Lindsay, a, a talented and, and petty, small individual. Have yourself a merry little pride month. Let your heart be light. From now on, your it will be out of sight. <laughs> I think it's fun. Have yourself a merry little pride month. Make the June tide gay. From now on, your closet can be cast away No more years leading hidden lives No forbidden lives No shame Now our love is allowed to speak and we're proud to speak its name. Through the years, there always will be haters. We will never bow. Most are secret friends of Dorothy. So have yourself a merry little pride month. Happy Pride Month to, uh, to everybody. Godcast is a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Alex Ramsey, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and David Jabberbaum. Original music by Gabe Lopez. Joan of Arc appears courtesy of Tara Sands. For more original podcasts, visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For ad-free episodes and exclusive bonus content from this show and others, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. 
And if you haven't already, remember to follow God on Twitter at the Tweet of God. Forever. Forever.